Wisconsin's Afternoon News is on the air. Broadcasting live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue in beautiful downtown Milwaukee. Here's John McCure. Sandy's here, so is Bob on Sports. Debbie's here this afternoon. Adam's producing the show. From Michigan State University in East Lansing, police say that... uh, Three people are dead, five others are injured, and those five are in critical condition following a shooting on campus. Classes have been shut down for the next 48 hours, so have all activities, including basketball-related activities. And there is a Wisconsin connection to this. Joey Hauser, who played one year at Marquette, is a student on the Michigan State basketball team. Bob, he played with his brother here at Marquette for that year, right? Sam, who ironically is in town tonight with the Boston Celtics, taking on the Bucks this evening. But um, yeah, when they decided, when the two brothers decided to leave Marquette, uh, Sam decided to go and play for uh, Tony Bennett at Virginia. That's right. And Joey decided to go play for Tom Izzo at Michigan State. And he can't. And, and Joey came back. This year, he could have been, he could have graduated, been done, decided to come, he had the COVID year. He decided to come back for this season. Does he have the potential to play in the NBA? I was just going to actually look up his stats. Yeah, he, yeah, he does. I think he's going to get a look. I don't know if he gets drafted, but I think Joey at least gets invited to a camp. The kid has muscle and the kid, he's got what every NBA player Every NBA team is looking for in a player. He's a big guy who can shoot from outside. He can knock down threes. He is arguably right now one of Michigan State's top players this season, hmm. one or two. So he's he's got size. He, he's got a great track record. And, again, he's an outside shooter, which if, if you can't shoot from the outside, it doesn't matter what your size is in the NBA. You have to be able to launch three. 6'9", 230. Yeah. That's a, that's a, lot, of, that's a lot of basketball player. So, of course, our thoughts go out to uh, everybody affiliated with Michigan State University. The gunman in that case did end up taking his life when confronted by law enforcement activities, including basketball, classes, all the rest will resume in East Lansing coming up in a few days. And I've got a just an emotional connection to East Lansing. I was born there. Uh, my oh, dad oh. was a Sparty, and so, you know, it just hmm. kind of resonates with you. But, you know, you go on Facebook, and I haven't had to do this yet, but you can check in if you're safe. So I was researching this, and if you go to Michigan State University, that whole page where you can check in where you're safe, it is an outpouring of people from all around that area, whether it's in Michigan or surrounding areas, because so many students want to leave and get a break and go home. And there are so many people posting, hey, if you're a faculty member or a student or staff and you need a break, talk to me. Or I've got got a room in my home. Uh, I'll bring you food. Like There are so many people offering comfort during this crisis that it is amazing to see the community come together for the Spartans. It is 413 at WTMJ. Are you into Valentine's Day cards? Have you bought a card? Are you making a card? Do you hope you receive a card? We talk Valentine's Day cards up next on WTMJ. Happy Valentine's Day. Aww. You're welcome, Bob. <laughs> Hallmark produced their first Valentine's Day card in 1913. And 145 million Valentine's Day cards are expected to be exchanged this year. 145 million. And that doesn't even include all those little ones that kids give out in the classroom. Oh, I remember those. 145 oh, legitimate Valentine's Day cards will be exchanged this year. Have you guys... Bought your cards. By the way, gentlemen, there's still time. Walgreens is still open. TikTok. Yep. 
TikTok, do it. TikTok. Uh, oh, I no. thought you meant you did like a TikTok video for oh, your no. wife. Oh, no. Oh, I, I, should, I should clarify. TikTok. No, no, TikTok. Yeah, you're on the clock here, But gentlemen. there's still time. There's time. I have my card. I haven't uh, delivered it yet. But nice. I woke up this morning and there was a card and candy on the uh, dining room table. So points for being thoughtful. So he must have laid it there last night. That's a nice start. Uh, was, a was good, he already good... gone when you got up? No. No, so I get but to say, he, but he put you. it there. He, yes, and it's a. Uh, it's. <laughs> Did you open it, or were you open it later? I, well, I asked, should I open it now? Because I wasn't sure if there maybe there, maybe there's a uh-huh. gift inside. You were hoping. But, you know, but, well, it's like that sounds so tacky. <laughs> but you know, sometimes somebody wants to be there to see the joy, you know, and mm-hmm. that sort of thing. So it's a sweet, silly. But meaningful card. It's got a silly dog on the front, blowing bubble gum. You know, I mean, it's just yeah. so, something to delight me. But I'm telling you, the card is underrated. To see in his handwriting nice words about how happy he is that mm-hmm. we're together and love Mike with Be- his because heart is very sweet. Because who does cards anymore, right? We're so used to texting and emailing right. and communicating in other forms that we've shoved the card aside. And, and John pointed this out this morning. I mean, hmm. the expense of the card. Well, yeah, oh, they're goodness. like guys, six ninety nine is entry level. Yeah, but I think you raise a really well, good point because sing, it shows you know? how thoughtful it is. Because of your point, Bob, we don't we don't do that anymore. Right. And so it's, it's tangible. nice when it does happen. It's tangible. It's something that I can look at and go, oh, he does. That's right. We didn't, maybe didn't say it as nicely as we normally do today, but he does. You tuck that away then? You put that in a special I, box? Yes, I do. I have a special box that I found nice. at like Kohl's once. It's a Jack of Hearts box. <laughs> Seriously. Nice. And I was like, oh, this makes all the sense in the world. Yeah. Put it. So yeah, I saved those and they're very sweet. So I just think that that is truly underrated that don't talk yourself out of doing something nice for Valentine's Day. Just give a card and I think it will be meaningful. Dozen red roses, sure, they're beautiful and they're nice, and I'll take a picture on my phone, but it's not the same as having that card. 290 million red roses will be sold for Valentine's Day. Wow. 290 million. That's as much as the brewers are looking for, right? (laughs) Coincidence? (laughs) I doubt it. The numbers are adding up. I just was like, wait, 290 million? I'm going to put you on the spot, Bob. uh, You're exchanging cards? No. No, (gasps) I'm I'm working. She's working. We get home late. Son is in college. House is empty. So? So there's a card. That's the easiest Come thing. Come on. I'm thinking Rocky Rococo's heart-shaped pizza Yay. tonight. <laughs> that. What a fine Milwaukee tradition. That is, I know it's a great tradition. I'm a huge fan. So. <laughs> I but, like that. But, but not the big dinner. I, I think the big dinner gets overblown a lot, too, where you have to go out and spend oodles and oodles on Valentine's Day. I know it's going to be busy. A lot of the restaurants here in downtown Milwaukee will be very busy tonight. They will be. Love is in the but air. We're making uh, it. But you're a good writer. You're not writing your wife a card. You could make a card, literally, Bob. Oh, yes. I got Save pa- that. I got paper right here. <laughs> Save that six ninety nine. You could just make it. You could make a card. She would love that. Think about, about how cool you, that would be. Are you- yeah, we exchange cards. I, I have the card. Um, and we'll, we're making dinner in tonight, and a really nice dinner. And then we'll exchange cards and... I think gifts too. How many people are using ChatGPT to make their cards? Oh my gosh, Deb! <laughs> Thank you, Deb. <laughs> Thank you, Deb. Are you guys cards? Uh, we are. Um, I have mine sitting right next to me. We're going to dinner tonight, oh. and um, you yeah, kick we... it up a notch for Valentine's Day, though. Yeah, because it's our anniversary. Yay. It's yeah. our 14th anniversary, interestingly enough. Oh, so. hey. yeah. yeah. anniversary. Yeah. anniversary. Yeah. So, um, but I've got his card here. He already gave me part of my gift, which is a little. Uh, we took my old dog's bowl, who we, our puppy, who we don't have anymore, um, and he made like a little display type of thing. A friend of uh, his is uh, a friend of ours uh, does stained glass, and she made the stained glass that looks like a puppy butt. <laughs> 
like diving into the bowl of food. It is adorable. <laughs> so cute. Um, I, he gave me that last night, so I have it in Very my nice. office at home. So yay. So the average man will spend $291 for Valentine's Day. 291 And that's the average. That's the average? That's so much mm. money, that's especially a, that's if that's an lot. average. I was just mm. saying, considering Bob isn't spending any money or even writing means, on a piece of paper that, that I love you. the person next to you is spending 500 <laughs> if you're wow. spending zero. I'm on the bottom of the bell curve here. Okay, obviously. So and I got is... M&Ms, for the record, so not, my, my man isn't busting out the scenes So 291 either. for the average man. How much do you think the average woman spends? Less. Because it's all about the women, right? Isn't it? I guess. Should it be? Normally it is. It's, it's showering the female with the gift. Why? It, it, Why is tra- that the rule? Tradition. Yes, that's tradition. What, right? what do you think the yeah. number is? You know what? I have to retract my statement. I was, I was just going to say, though, because Mike did take me out to dinner on Sunday and the ballet. So he's he did probably spend closer to the average yeah. to show me that he loves me. Thanks, Mike. So how much do women spend is your question. $106. Right? So, so men spend three times as much on... Three times. Which, which sounds right, I guess. Mm. Right. What should I get for 106 bucks for the man I love? <laughs> Loaded question. <laughs> yeah, it is. Well, I almost said something that would be inappropriate for I the radio. I have some time on the drive <laughs> yeah. home. You don't need to spend any money. No, you don't. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> uh, well, good. That's in my budget. <laughs> and now we're all blushing, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> we are actually, which you can't see on the radio. Did it get warm in here? Yeah. He meant a card, I'm I feel, sure. I feel blushed. <laughs> 291 to 106, but if you're together, you're together, right? There you go. Just be nice to each other, maybe. Let's start with that, right? Yes. So happy Valentine's Day. If uh, you have plans or you don't have plans, just uh, we hope you have a really, really nice night. Someone just hit the text line with from the 414, love. (laughs) That's it. That's the text. Yeah. Well, that's the uh, that's simple. the that's the keyword for the the morning show. Put a mixtape together, and that's Ooh, how do we hear that? That's the by link that the you can love. get to. Yeah, by texting the word love, you can get that uh, mixtape nice. put together. I'm gonna do that. Yeah, so check that out. Greg Hill included Kiss on that mixtape. Oh, I'm gonna have to hear that, which is perfect. Okay. Oh, Beth, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Wisconsin's afternoon news on WTMJ. Happy Valentine's Day. So um, I'm driving home on Friday night, and I'm coming west on 94. And I'm in the far left lane, and I'm going a little bit over the speed limit. And everybody's keeping up with traffic. Nobody's doing anything crazy. I can see as I'm coming up to where you can exit for American Family Field, there's an exit on the left side of the road. Yeah, Brewer's Boulevard. Yep, Brewer's Boulevard. You can go south right there. So I see up about a tenth of a mile, a car slam over from, like, the middle lane to make the exit. They must have been like, oh, God, I'm supposed to exit there. So they get all the way over, and all of us in the left lane slam on our brakes. Like, I mean, full-on slam on the brakes. My tires are screeching. I think I'm going to bang into the car in front of me, but I don't. I have enough time. I stop. That car's only three or four feet from me to actually have the thought, oh, my gosh, I can't believe I didn't hit that car. This is remarkable. Oh, my God. I, I can't. I looked at my rearview mirror just to see a big Toyota 4Runner slam into the back of my vehicle. Wow. And I'm driving a, a Chevy Blazer, actually my wife's car, which she loves, which I guess now should be in the past tense. Oh, no. She loved. So I'm sitting there, and I've just been crushed by this car. And immediately the airbag goes off, which is like a miraculous technology. It hits me in the face and the head. It cuts my face open, cuts the top of my head open. And... 
almost instantaneously a voice comes on, and it's OnStar. We had just bought this car, so we had the 30-day trial of OnStar. That's how new the purchase was. And a voice from the cloud says, we notice you've been in a car accident. You're on I-94, and your car is in traffic. Wow. Wow. We have called police. Are you okay? And I'm like, who the hell is this? What is going on? And I'm in shock. And she is says, like this private, is Cheryl. So yeah. Hello. This is Cheryl. And th- I'm with OnStar. This is a real person. I need to make sure you're okay. Please stay in the car. You're in traffic. My I'm thinking, goodness. oh, my gosh. Uh, uh, okay. And my head hurts a little bit, but I think I'm okay. And then my car starts to smell like smoke. And I try to get out of the car. I say, oh, I'm not sitting in the car. And I can't get the door open. I eventually wedge it open, and I get out. As soon as I get out of the car, and I'm like, I go right towards like the, the median wall as far away from traffic as I can, I see that the guy who hit me, who slammed into me, is outside of his car. And he's swearing at his phone, and he's walking around, and he's carrying on and on. And I go... He's not nearly as stunned and shaken up as you are. He's, well, he's living. bleeding. Oh. And I go, are you okay? I like yell to him, are you Okay. And he elicits a few curse words, and I'm like, okay. I go back near my car. Police eventually show up. They get there pretty quick, Milwaukee County Sheriff's deputies. They block off the lanes. We're okay. There's pieces of my wife's car everywhere. It's completely destroyed. I mean, the back end and the passenger back seats are pushed all the way up against where the driver's seat was. Mm. Paramedics come. They check us all out. I glance to my left, and I notice that they're having the guy do field sobriety tests, and he can't even stand up straight. And my head's pounding, and I'm in shock. I'm starting to shake. And he literally almost falls down. Next thing I look over, they're putting him in handcuffs. One minute later, they're putting him in the back of the squad car. Sheriff's deputy comes back over with the paramedics who are giving me an ice bag and asking me all sorts of questions. And they say, yeah, that guy's twice the legal limit. We're taking him in. What time of night, John? Like 8.30. When was this? 8.30 on Friday Friday night. night. Oh, my God. So they put him in the back of the squad car. And now I'm just shaking. I, I, I am just, like, stunned. The car is completely destroyed. The wrecker shows up, and the tow truck guy says, Hey, got anything you need in that car? That's my wife's car. I say, I got my work laptop. I grab the bag, and I grab what I think are her fancy pair of sunglasses out of the console. I say, I, I think that's it, and everything's just in pieces in there. Mm. Everything's flashing and beeping. And then he drives off with the car. I'm taking it to Bruce City Towing. Okay, he drives off, and the sheriff's deputy comes up to me, and he goes, you know, I can tell you had your seatbelt on? I said, how? If you didn't have your seatbelt on, you would have been through the front windshield, even with the airbag deploying. We estimate that the guy hit you going 50 miles an hour. Oh, my. We think that he tapped his brakes about 20 yards back and then slammed into you going 50 miles an hour. Well, then that really shook me. I was like, (sighs) I said, the sheriff's deputy, uh... They just took my car away. How am I supposed to get home? I'm standing on the on the side of the interstate. Because you had your wife's car. She was out of she town. She was out of town. Yeah. And she had asked me to drive her. She had been gone a couple of weeks. Asked me to drive my car once in a while. Well, she won't ask me that again. Yeah, that's out. So uh, I, he says, well, I can take you to the substation, but you're from Menominee Falls. That's kind of the opposite direction. I said, okay, well, how am I going to, you know, I'm clearly rattled and not happy. My head's hurting a little oh, so bit. You've been hit in the face with one of those uh, yeah, airbags. airbags. I'm surprised you didn't break your nose. That's so. Then scary. the nice thing was, he said, uh, "You know, I listen to you guys in the afternoon, and you're you're always good to cops. So let me, I, I'll take you home. Let me call in to make sure that it's okay, and I'll I'll take you home." And then I got in the back of that car. I'll tell you what, man, the back of a squad car—that's the most uncomfortable ride I've ever had. It's hard plastic. The no seats padding. are at a ninety-degree angle. Yeah. 
Think about all the guys that pee and throw up in the back of those things, you know? So they're not cloth. Yeah. And there's no front seat for you to sit in either. Nope, they won't let me. So, he, I asked if I could. And he said, nope, only, sorry, only law enforcement can sit in the front seat. But how kind to protect and yeah. serve. And that, that is yeah. wonderful that he was able to go out of his way on duty to, yeah. to get you home safely after. John, yeah. that's a traumatic event. Oh, was, how are you feeling? Uh, You're not wearing a neck I feel a, a little brace. better each day. The next day I felt bad. Then day after that I was still really sore. I went, did go to urgent care and get checked right after words to make sure that i didn't break anything and to make a record in case something you know i needed down the road my lesson i tell the story because i wasn't always good about wearing my seatbelt. Mm-hmm. wear your seatbelt. wear your seatbelt. i mean i i might not be here literally if i wasn't wearing my seatbelt. so wear your seatbelt and please don't drink and drive i know it sounds like common sense but man if you're borderline like i think i can make it home don't do it think about the rest of us that are out there driving around. Well, can I also say the person who decided, oh, no, I'm yep. in the right lane and I needed to be in the left lane all yep. this time? Go around the block. Yep. You just endangered all of these people. That person's long gone, has no idea That's right. that they injured you. And they caused it. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, and unscathed. Like, in all of yeah. this, uh, they got through unscathed and, because and they, they have no didn't. idea, probably. No, you know, like, even happened behind them. How often that actually happens? Yeah. That happens all the time. Yeah, so. And I'll tell you what, if you forgot to make your left turn, tell you how you'll always remember, you have to drive a mile down the road and circle back and get back on. That's. That's the kind of street learning I had. And oh, darn. Area, it's one mile, people. Come on. Right. Get yeah. right off at Holly after that. Yep. So, mm. uh, John, I'm glad you're safe. And, I'm, and thank yeah, you for too. sharing that story because we see people zooming and screaming and flying by all the time. And here's a sobering route. And you talk about the backseat yeah. of your car doesn't exist. No, it's gone. It's, uh, <laughs> I just got the estimate. So that car is a couple of years old, has almost no miles, is worth $40,000. They said it's going to cost 47000 to repair it. So mm-hmm. it's going to be totaled. But to give you an idea, the damage done to that vehicle, it's crazy. It is 446 at WTMJ. We are scheduled to be joined by the speaker, Robin Voss. That comes your way next. The Brewers say American Family Field needs more public cash. Governor Evers proposing spending $290 million of the state's surplus. Robin Voss is the Speaker of the Wisconsin Assembly, and he is with us this afternoon. Mr. Speaker, thank you so much for joining us. Hey, happy to do so, John. Hope you're well. I hope you are, too. Is this a good idea? Is this a good way to spend some of our money that the state collected? Well, first of all, let's start by saying I think all of us want to make sure that the Brewers stay in Wisconsin, have a winning season, and continue to be the statewide team that we know that they are. Um, I appreciate the fact that we're in a small market, uh, that we have an awful lot of challenges with the way that Major League Baseball is structured, no salary cap, the ability to not necessarily have the same revenue sharing like professional football does. So there's a, there's a lot of things that are challenging for professional baseball, especially in a small market team like Wisconsin. Now, what's disappointing, John, is that when we had the same situation with the Bucks. Uh, Governor Walker brought in Democrat leaders, Republican leaders. We spent weeks negotiating um, in good faith with the mayor, the county executive, to say, how do we make sure that we put together a deal that everybody can support and that is in the best interest of the taxpayers? 
unfortunately, Governor Evers kind of dropped this like a bomb. Um, I think most of the public didn't realize this was anywhere near the level of concern that it sounds like it is. Um, he didn't bring people in to say, let's work together, let's put down our partisan um, you know, labels and figure out the best way to structure it. He just kind of said, we're going to use one-time money and give a big gift to the stadium district. Now, Maybe in the end it's the right solution. I have to say I doubt it, but I don't know that today because I don't have all the facts. But I think that bringing people together and generating a consensus is the way that this should have been done. And certainly starting out this way is deeply disappointing, and I hope it doesn't hurt the ability to keep the team. So I spoke to someone in your caucus in the western part of the state earlier today who said this doesn't make sense for our part of the state to do this. This is a Southeast Wisconsin thing. That's money that was used to build the stadium. I don't want my money going towards this. Is this going to be a refrain, do you think, from some in your caucus? It certainly could be, which is what I fear by not putting together a package where you sit down and say, okay, let's take all of the considerations into account. I mean, the way that we were able to structure the deal for the Bucks was purely based on economics. We know that every professional athlete who plays a sport in Wisconsin pays Wisconsin income taxes. So if the Bucks had left, it would have meant that we had a hole in our budget because of the taxes that are paid currently by the players who play here. So we said, well, I'd rather have the economic engine of the bucks and a little bit less revenue in the long run. I think that we've proven that the sales tax and a winning team actually has been a huge benefit, not just morally, but also financially. And I think you could make the same case if we can get a winning Brewers team. Uh, you could make the same case with the Brewers, no matter where you live in Wisconsin, if they leave the state, the sales tax, the income tax all follows to whatever new place they go to. Uh, but again, that's why going out, talking to people, putting together a plan that we can all support is so critically important so it doesn't just become knee-jerk politics where people go into the corner and not necessarily understand the full ramifications if the team leaves. So it sounds like the, you get to pick up this work. So who do you start talking to in the first place on both sides of the aisle to get a plan that everybody can be happy with, where we feel like we are keeping the brewers here as a major economic force, but also that we're getting some transparency on how the money is spent. What is your next step? Well, the first thing we have to do is we have to get some analysis, and I've already reached out to the brewers. Uh, we have to get analysis like we did from the Bucks to say how much income tax is really being generated and how much would we lose if they move to another market. Uh, we know that they're here until 2030, so even the way that the package was spun today where they said it's really a 20-year extension – well, they're already here until 2030, so it's not a 20-year extension um, that's not necessarily accurate. The other thing that we need to know is that when the Bucks deal was put together, they agreed for a 25-year contract in exchange for a little bit over $200 million in refunds of the income taxes they were paying. Well, we now know that that's not the deal that was put together because it's not 25 years, and it's more than that. So I want to know how much are they generating in income taxes? How much are we generating in sales taxes? You know, I don't want to have a white elephant that we would own if we have a professional baseball stadium that no one's using. So we have to figure out what the cost of maintenance, if they would leave, would be on uh, the district and ultimately on the state because it is a state-guaranteed facility. So I think there's an awful lot of questions that we have to just do our due diligence on. Again, you know, I don't want to be a broken record, but this is all the things that should have been done by the governor working with us to get the answers. So it's not legislators trying to put together a package without the lead 
of the administration, but that's what we're going to have to do. Hey, Mr. Speaker, we're almost out of time, but there's almost no chance that this proposal, as it's written, becomes law. Is there? Will there be give and take? I, I, there's going to have to be give and take. I mean, like I say, I do not want the Brewers to leave. I mean, I am much more of a basketball and football fan than a baseball fan, but I don't think you would find a person in Wisconsin who doesn't think that we are lucky to have a professional baseball team here where we are recognized worldwide that hopefully will bring home a championship to make us all proud. That's something that I hope we can rally around, but the deal that Governor Evers just kind of you know, unveiled like dropping a bomb probably isn't going to be the one that survives until the end. Hopefully we put a better deal together for the taxpayers with more guarantees if we're able to get it done, but a lot of work ahead of us. House Speaker Robin Voss, you're a busy man. We appreciate you making some time for us. Thank you, Mr. Speaker. Thanks, guys. Have a good day. It is 4.56 at WTMJ.